At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare zumo play is your destination for endless entertainment with a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels movies and full tv series you'll easily find something to watch right away and the best part it's all free love music get lost in the 90s with iheart 90s dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iheart radio music channels no logins no signups no accounts no hassle so what are you waiting for start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and google play stores today all you can stream with zumo play it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back in. It is our fourth and final hour on VSIN Bet Center Saturday night from Las Vegas. Back with Jeff Parles and our producer, Wyatt Tomchek. I'm Ben Wilson as we begin this hour before we get back into our NFL previews with an update in the baseball World Series game four. It is gone final. The Houston Astros, Jeff, were up to nothing. They did not win the game. 3-2 win for Atlanta. Will Smith moments ago recording the final out gets a comfortable, easy 1-2-3 save as the Atlanta Braves are now one game away from winning the World Series. 3-1 lead in this, Jeff. They were a massive in-game underdog. Down 2 nothing, going into the bottom of the sixth that were able to, to chip away, get one back in the sixth on an Austin Riley base hit. But the first ever in Braves World Series history, back-to-back home runs in the seventh will be forever remembered as the difference in this game off of Christian Javier. First Dansby Swanson on an 0-2 pitch. Then it is the pinch hitter, Jorge Soler, first player in, in Major League World Series history to hit both a leadoff home run in a game and a pinch hit go-ahead home run for the game winner in a game as he ends up winning it in the seventh inning for Atlanta, 3-2 over Houston. They were, what, plus 375 in-game in the spot, Jeff, and all of a sudden, Houston Astros are, uh, are on life support. You don't even need to get that specific on Soler there, Ben, because he is the first player, and they've been playing the World Series since 1903. Long time. He's the first player in World Series history to hit a leadoff home run and a pinch hit home run in World Series history, and he's done it in four games in this series. So I, I gave Tim too many qualifiers. He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't even he need that. The simplistic qualifiers. Just the there. simplistic qualifiers. Yeah. I just assumed, like, you got to do something <laughs> crazy to be a first-time uh, World Series accomplisher in anything, but apparently apparently not. So, uh, before we move on back to the NFL, Jeff, so 3-2, but the issue for Atlanta, without ace Charlie Morton the rest of, the, the, uh, the rest of this series, you have a, who, a Max Freed pitcher who has been ineffective his last couple of starts, Ian Anderson, who is not a guy who can go really more than four innings, and a bunch of bullpen arms who have been exceptional throughout the postseason. What would you be rehanging the series price uh, at? Jeff? Oh boy, uh, good question. Braves got to be got to be pretty big yeah. favorites at this point. Make it over four dollars. You make it that high? I was thinking the three fifty range. Yeah, just I, with the the pitching. And again, if, seven, if Atlanta doesn't win tomorrow, series goes back to Houston. The only thing is, it is again. I know Freed has not been himself the last few starts, but it is still Atlanta's best pitcher in Max Freed in Game Six. And Anderson threw five no-hit innings 
in game three in game three yesterday would have him full rest for game seven. So yeah, I, I'm three seventy five, three sixty five, something in that category. I would bet. Okay, it was just looking up what it was uh, before you know, like before we got into uh, game four here, where you, where you already had Atlanta. Uh, with that, uh, with that two-one lead, it was up to minus one seventy-five. So, again, you, uh, to see that double would would make sense. One seventy-five to three fifty. Uh, we'll we'll see on that. Uh, I, yes. I I just want to oh, say okay. one other one one college football note because we uh we might be breaking the computer in Provo tonight. Oh no! Uh, when this is all said and done, BYU led twenty-one nothing in this game. Virginia then proceeded to score. 35 of the next 45 points in the game. <laughs> they take a 35-31 lead. BYU just scored another touchdown in 32 seconds. So it's now 38-35 at halftime. With a, excuse me. Oh, sorry, you're, we're way away me. from halftime. 87 seconds to go in the first half. This was a 66 and a half. We have gone over the 66 and a half in the first half on the total. The live total of the last check was one ten and a half. That's what I'm seeing right now. That is still what. That's what we got. We got one ten and a half right now, and I would not want the under. I mean, that's what we're one ten and a half, and we're at all. We're already at seventy three. Yeah, I, I now see one twelve and a half. Actually, Ben, you're telling me your second half total <laughs> of thirty seven. Well, look, at some point this game has to slow down. You would think, but. I mean, I, I, okay. Well, look, we knew Virginia's defense is bad. This is I, I, here's the thing: it's a tight game. It's not like it's not like BYU's blowing them I out. No, everyone, everyone's going to keep scoring. Here the, again, I, I I know it's not the most marquee college football game, but we got a lot of NFL to still get to in the next uh, 55 minutes here. But what BYU has 376 yards of offense. Virginia has 373 yards of offense in the first half. BYU is averaging nine yards of play, and they're not even a more prolific offense because Virginia is averaging 12 oh, yards of play. Uh, that that live total you see on your screen that is not that's not a misprint, uh, that, that's not a joke. Thirty eight thirty five, the two I mean the two quarterbacks have combined for seven touchdown passes, which is one interception between Brennan Armstrong of Virginia, Jared Hall of BYU. Just why we love college football, Lo- love hate relationship, but that's why we love it. Uh, let's get back to the NFL. We have one more game in our Circa Millions consensus lines to break down. This was the fifth most popular selection, likely higher in some of the other contests like the Westgate where. The New England Patriots were plus six in that contest. They're plus five in Circa. Uh, Jeff, looking at the market, this thing has been, of of all the games and of all the steam we have seen, this has been among the the leaders in that category where New England is all the way down now, Jeff. Behind us at Circa, just a four-point underdog. Four and a half most of the rest of the market with your total at 49 and a half. Is this, Jeff, to you just a case as far as the move itself? A case of the betters simply remembering what they saw last, and what they saw last was a Charger team get demolished in Baltimore and a Patriot team throttle maybe the worst team in the NFL in the New York Jets. I think it's a little bit of an overreaction. Austin Eckler looks like he's going to play. Firm questionable which was, which, for the Chargers, yeah. Which, uh, which didn't look good earlier in the week. Man, I, I don't know how much you, how you can take into what we saw last for both of these teams. The Chargers were on a run of really competitive games against good teams. Obviously, they're coming off of that ridiculous game against the Browns before they got stomped by Baltimore, which was a back-and-forth emotional game against a team that was still not totally battered injury-wise yet for Cleveland like they were uh, the week after against Arizona, who we saw, of course, pummel them, and then Denver, who they beat on the Thursday night. The Patriots so far this year have lost it home to Miami, and their three wins are against the Jets and the Texans. I understand that they had a chance to beat Dallas, but Dallas destroyed them in the box score. And if Dallas was efficient at all in the red zone, that game's not close. I, I don't understand this. Like I like like on Eckler, yeah, I understand. Now that Eckler's back, we've seen a little buyback to four and a half because it got all the way to four in some spots. But the Chargers are just better than this team. And earlier in the week, I, Gil Alexander on, on a numbers game asked me yesterday, which game did I want and didn't want any part of? I said this game because I didn't know what the health of Eckler was going to be. If Eckler was out, there's a big drop off to the guys after Eckler on that team. Jackson and Roundtree are their backup running backs. They're not Austin Eckler, who is an elite skill position player in this league, who finally starting to get the credit for how good he is. Mm-hmm. Right. But Ben. 
if assuming he's in, and if this ends up at four, this is a bet on the Chargers for you me. So, so uh, this is a, a fade of the consensus here. Fade the consensus and, hardcore. And, 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 it, and for, again, there's two major contests in town. The other one, the Westgate, at six. I feel pretty confident saying New England's going to be number one or number two consensus there. If, if at five it was fifth, you would think at six yeah. it, would, uh, it would be first. I, w- I, I would tend to lean a follow with this at the contest number itself. Not at all. If anything, I, w- I think it's a good buy low spot at, L- at L.A. I'm going to be really interested to see, Jeff, how low this actually gets. If we continue to see a storm of Patriot money, I know there's a sense as well that there are going to be 50,000 Patriots fans in the building at SoFi, but the Chargers have had to deal with that in all their home games this year. A couple things that, that would concern me, though, about the Chargers. Similar point that, that you made talking about Jared Goff and why you think it's a good matchup for him against the Eagles secondary. The Chargers defensively, while they are fifth in pass defense DVOA this year, they're, they're just 25th in completion percentage allowed, and they're 11th in yards per attempt allowed to passers. So they are not allowing a lot of deep throws as a result. Good secondary, but they've, they've been willing to give up the short pass. But what does Mac Jones do as a quarterback for the Patriots? Not really go for a deep pass. He's a guy who's just 26th in average depth of target, about 7.8 yards on his targets per average this season. So to me, Jeff, it's it's a it's a pretty classic case of this the the strength of the LA Chargers is basically the opposite of what Mac Jones will want to do. Mac Jones's strength as a quarterback is to attack a weakness of the Chargers defense, and that's not even getting into the the weakness of of the run defense for the Chargers. Been well documented, 32nd in rush defense mm-hmm. DVOA. And you have a guy in Damian Harris who is uh, six and a half yards per carry over the last two weeks and, and a team who has gotten better and better on that side of the ball. Having said all of that, that's what would concern me about, about laying it with the Chargers, Jeff. Are, are there more points, by the yeah, way? Yeah, Virginia just scored oh, again. <laughs> I told you, didn't, don't say halftime. There's 30 seconds left. Don't say it's still time for BYU to score again, probably. Amazing. Amazing what happens. Game of the, Amazing game, what happens game of the, on this show. The honorary Pac-12 after dark game because Utah-UCLA is a beatdown and Stanford and Washington is virtually unwatchable. The honorary Pac-12 after dark game of the Pac-12 of South's best team, BYU, who is obviously not in the conference, yeah. and uh, Virginia. 42-38. That was what, 12 seconds after the... Uh... No, no, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was 128, so they scored in 106. BYU is time, Ben. That's slow by their standards for (laughs) for tonight. So at those points, I lay out those are the issues I would worry about for the Chargers. Having said that, it's the Chargers off a bye. Brandon Staley preached the importance of making those adjustments. He knows, Jeff, what his team's weaknesses are, especially as as it relates to the run defensive game. And offensively, they will have success. Team 15th in offensive DVOA. New England has been has been basically mediocre, middle of the pack in the league this season. If it gets to, th- well, it gets to three, probably not. But that's a team I want to play in the Chargers. I'm probably going to stay off though in, instead. Lean Patriots. It would from be that contest would, number. Co- a contest number again. Big difference between four and six, as we know. Oh yeah, huge difference. Five so, has become a very a much five, more common yeah, five, final number yeah, now yeah, with the, the extra point being moved back. And yeah. uh, a three. Still very still three seven still your big one six of course as well but you're right five becoming a little more common than it used to be with total dead number up until the extra point no longer all right when we return more NFL week eight previews on Vision Bet Center we'll go to the NFC South couple of interesting contests to break down next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Indeed helps find great hires fast. Indeed is your all-in-one platform for interviewing, screening, and hiring high-quality people. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Welcome back in VSIN Bet Center, the night before our big slate. Week 8 in the NFL. Jeff Parle still sweating out a couple college football plays. You have a two-team money line parlay, Jeff. One team has three points at the half and is only down by six. The other team has... A lot more than that at the half. I've, I can't even keep track. We've had, I, I look up and there was another score. How many points does BYU have at the half and they're also losing? Yeah, so right now, uh, Virginia and BYU. BYU up 21 nothing in this game. Uh, now losing at halftime 42-38. to 38. Oh, we're at, we're at 38 we're at, we're at 80 in the first half. Live second half total. Uh-oh. What, Uh-oh. What's your guess, Ben? Well, the, the, the algorithm was suggesting 38. Which I thought was I thought was criminally low. I'm going to say 39 and a half. 39 and a half is spot on. Yeah. So that's a 119 and a half. So there would have been value on that 111 we saw. <laughs> Who would have thought that? <laughs> what, uh, try, try uh, to, by the way, if you can uh, get the 115 and a half, bet it over. What you try, trying to middle a 111 and a 119? I Ben, no one. We are legitimately talking about right now, and I'm I'm. Well, BYU did run for eight yards on the last play, so it didn't really impact the numbers. At the half, BYU is averaging nine yards a play, and they are not even close to the more efficient offense in this game. Virginia is averaging 12 yards a play. Un- that's un- <laughs> un- and your other play. Uh, Stanford and Washington's 9-3 at half. Setting the game of football back <laughs> a million years, 9-3 at the half. Uh, let's move back to the NFL. A couple of NFC South interdivision matchups this week. Let's start with... One that you and I, Jeff, are both going to have in our respective uh, contest plays. The uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers mm-hmm. on the road, going to the Superdome, taking on the New Orleans Saints in, in a spot where you have New Orleans on a short week, having just eked out that 13-10 win at Seattle on Monday night. Tampa Bay, the epic thrashing of the Chicago Bears, 38-3 at home last week. Another big market mover, though, in a lot of the contests, this was either 5 or 5.5. Five I'm seeing this as short now as four in a couple spots behind us at Circa, as well as BetMGM. There's one five still in the market. That's at South Point, our other VEASAN studio. But mostly fours, fours, and a halves so far in a game like this. Looking at Tampa Bay's schedule, Jeff, there are not a lot of tough spots for the Bucks going forward the rest of the year. Kind of feels like on the surface this is maybe one spot where they could get tripped up by a Saints team off of that Monday night game. Are you thinking good, uh, good, Saints performance or bad Saints performance this week without Jekyll and Hyde, Sean Payton's team has been so far. Because that doesn't that seem to be part of the handicap here for sure. Yeah, look, I'm I'm on New Orleans. I bet them earlier in the week, and you'll see it uh, in the picks later. Uh, get up, I got them at five. But Ben, New Orleans' defense is legitimately good. There is no argument there, and they can they can compete with Tampa Bay's wide receivers on the outside. That secondary is good enough to at least slow down the vaunted Buccaneer passing attack. And look, Ben, the only really it's been the Carolina game was more that turnovers really hurt them. Uh, that was at the peak of Darnold still remember Darnold actually playing well. I'm going to throw the one out. It was also off an emotional beat down of Green Bay as well. It was a perfect letdown spot. And that, that's definitely in our top five candidates yeah. for WTF game results well, well, at the no, end well, of the look, year. That was, that was I mean, a Pittsburgh-Buffalo, obviously. No, Pittsburgh-Buffalo yeah. uh, right now. Tell, well, 
Tennessee Jets, but Tennessee didn't have A.J. Brown and Julio yeah, Jones right, in that game. Right. But, but look, in the end here, Ben, it's just a matter of if you're going to cover this game, can you avoid a Jameis Winston calamity that we have seemingly avoided this whole year so far? If you can, this feels like a tight game where Tampa wins by a field goal to me. Or New Orleans steals this game outright. And New Orleans' defense to finish the point there, the Carolina game, and three drives against the Giants. Other than that, they've been phenomenal this year. So I, I, I like New Orleans getting the points. You're getting to a point where if it somehow gets a three and a half, definitely don't play it. But at four is probably the last possible spot to consider. And, and now, too, that we, we've just talked about this, these games landing five more commonly. Again, that, not that that is like the, the deciding factor, but when you got a game like at five and a half or five in these contests, that's still, I think, there's a little credence there to, to still having some, some of the insurance on that spot. But you, you mentioned New Orleans defensively, Jeff. Third in, third in defensive DVOA. They're tied for second in, uh, in rushing EPA allowed per play. Tied, by the way, with uh, Tampa Bay on the other side. Just 3.3 yards per carry allowed on first down runs. That's second in the league. And they're allowing touchdowns on just 36% of their defensive red zone possessions. That is number one in the NFL. With that being, well, all that being said, that leads me to believe New Orleans going to be in this game defensively. I, I think everybody betting on New Orleans is, is going to worry about one thing. There have been some parallels throughout the show, Jeff, like talking about the one thing you worry about betting Detroit, Jared Goff. The one thing you worry about betting New Orleans, it is Jameis Winston, mm-hmm. an, an offense that is just 20th in offensive DVOA. And, and it's, a, it's a Tampa team on the, th- on the other side, seventh in that mark. We and my part of my handicap last week on the Bears was they were what second in, in red zone defense. I think they were actually first in red zone defense before that came last week. I think it was all right. I think I, they'll do the same thing that I expect the Saints to do: limit uh, those those Tampa touchdowns in the red zone. And you uh, you hope that the the game planning with Justin Fields would be enough to keep him in the game. That obviously did not happen. But Jameis Winston, for as much as we can make fun of him and, and deride him there, Jeff, he's no Justin Fields. And this, this is going to be a one-score game. It's just a matter of will Tampa Bay win by seven or eight, or will they win by, by a field goal in this spot? New Orleans, even on the short week, but getting the, the home spot is that divisional dog. And all those defensive metrics we talked about, they will keep this a tight game. This also is the first time that New Orleans gets the real crowd against Tom Brady as a buck. And beat him twice last the, year. Beat him, they beat him in the regular season both times. Of course, the playoff game, right. look, Jared Cook doesn't fumble. New Orleans probably wins that game. I know you're still like pseudo on oh, tilts from that. You're still I, mad about they, that. The whole the whole thing. I mean, that was that was a bit. Uh, New Orleans was the right side in that game, and then that happened, and then the, the game flipped completely. I know you're not supposed to hold grudges in sports betting, but like, you know, I know you're still upset. You're still upset the Mets started Jarek Eikhoff on July <laughs> on July sixth hey, against hey, the Braves. Hey man, hey Ben, pivot points. Pivot points are important in this thing, and that was a pivot point. Uh, July twenty eighth. I want. Sorry. Know. I knew you would know that. Yeah. I knew you would. Uh, you would know the date uh, on that. All right. So we're both liking, uh, both liking New Orleans in the spot. This was a contest play for me. I do not want anything to do with the other NFC South game, uh, Jeff. You, you and I might be on opposite sides if we had to pick a side. As Carolina goes to Atlanta, in a spot where basically market wide, you're you're looking at the Atlanta Falcons laying a uh, the standard three points makes sense uh, given what you've seen out of both of these teams. My question to you, Jeff, how could you have any confidence backing either of these quarterbacks based on what we've seen uh, so far? I, I don't know that quarterback really is the full extent how I would describe Atlanta. It's more like how can you describe that whole team as a unit with the, uh, the basically, the, uh, not just the collapse, but the, the severe willingness in which they, they tried to give that game away last week in Miami after being in complete control there through three and a half quarters. How do you trust either of these sides in a game like this? Well, I would only bet Atlanta. That would be the only side I would I would do here. I Darnold is just totally lost. Totally lost now. And look, it was just a matter of time in those first three games where everyone seemingly got in, excited. Oh, he's turned a corner. Oh, he, it's all the Jets' fault that Sam Darnold wasn't good. Well, look, it, there's only so much you can take out of what he was in his first three years in New York. And Carolina has learned that the hard way these last few weeks where ever since, it, ever since Diggs got him in that Dallas game, the lights have gone out completely for Darnold, who, other than that last drive against Minnesota, has been brutally bad the last month. And for Atlanta, look, I this I don't want to overreact to Atlanta beating the Dolphins and the Jets back-to-back games. But 
Arthur Smith realizing, oh, I have a unicorn on my team in Kyle Pitts who no one can cover. That helps. That has helped. Like, Matt Ryan looks like a totally different guy ever since Kyle Pitts has been utilized. You can include the Washington game as well, even though Pitts wasn't as utilized as you could. Again, three bad teams in a row. Now Carolina's defense getting a little bit healthier. We saw them early in the year against the bad teams, and they really look great. Uh, but in the end here, I'm gonna, I would only bet Atlanta laying the three. Not a bet for me in the end. Uh, it was a contest consideration because, again, I just didn't like that much yeah. this week in the contest. I would Same deal for me. No play, but I would lean Carolina if you made me pick a side. Shaq Thompson, you mentioned the defense getting healthier for the Panthers. He's expected to return starting linebacker. Also, we will see the debut of Stephon Gilmore at cornerback after his trade from the New England Patriots. Carolina, a top six in early down success defensively, both against the rush in the past. Sixth in defensive pressure rate, and this is a Falcons team who will face the this is a they'll face a Panthers defense the highest pressure rate they have faced all year. Matt Ryan has not been good under pressure this season, just fifty six point six percent. His his completion percentage under pressure versus seventy three point two percent with a clean pocket. You make the point, I think, rightly so though on on what we're seeing out of a rookie head coach in Arthur Smith. But as we're seeing across the league, I mean, Brandon Staley has, has been the same way. It's not it's not this this linear path. I mean, there's there's, there's signs of improvements, but then there's step backs. And you could argue that game last week. I mean, Atlanta looked for two quarters to take a huge step forward. And then all of a sudden, they gave it all back and then some. And I'm not bitter at all that I had Atlanta minus two and a half in the contest last week. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> not, you know, it doesn't work cleanly all that often. So I still would lean Carolina. It would be an ugly play. I'm going to give one more chance to stab on Darnold and this Carolina team. It's a tough team to back Atlanta. We know that. We both are. Uh, we still have a couple more games to preview. Get to our best bets as well as we wrap things up here on VSIN Bet Center. Store. This is Bet Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. The Sports Betting National Championship is coming up November 5th through the 7th, and VEASAN will provide coverage from the main event all weekend long, including live on-location updates for all the action. Visit VEASAN.com slash SBNC for more information and learn how you can enter for a chance to test your skills and win cash, including the million-dollar top prize. That's VEASAN.com slash SBNC. We're back. Final two segments on VEASAN Bet Center before we pass the baton off to Greg Peterson for the Greg Peterson experience as we're back. Jeff Parles, Ben Wilson with you on a Saturday night from Las Vegas, uh, 9.30 here on the West Coast. It is your Sunday morning now on the East Coast, Jeff. A couple games uh, still for us to get to. Let's go uh, to, let's flip to a couple of the late games here. Washington and Denver. Mention this, it's a, it's a game you and I both have an opinion on and a couple other people S- sounds like they do as well from just, you know, reading the room, so to speak, of our VEASAN hosts. A game that did not make the Circa uh, Millions consensus, but at Three, Jeff, it's an interesting spot in, in the contest play where Detroit, uh, Denver now up to three and a half, basically market-wide against Washington. You've, you've, not, you've seen a four-game stretch that has been among uh, the worst of any in, in the NFL this season as Denver limps home quite literally to take on a Washington football team. That's, I don't want to bring up what happened last week for you in the contest, Jeff. I know you're talking about, <laughs> talk about still tilting from losses, but that oh, was a man. rough one if you were on Washington in Green Bay. From three to three and a half, I have to say, Jeff, Denver minus three, one of the auto, that was one of the auto first games into my contest account this week, and they will be featured in my plays coming up in a bit. Really, really, really think it's a good spot for the Broncos this week. As good of a spot as you can have for a team that I think is completely fraudulent and has been shown that's, to be fraudulent. Uh, look, I, here's the question, Ben. Do you throw Washington in the category of the teams they beat this year? Where they beat the Giants, who I think the Giants and Washington are pretty similar teams, as we saw Washington won on a last-second field goal against the Giants, and quite frankly, the Giants should have won that game. The Jaguars, who Washington's probably a little better than, and the Jets, who Washington is better than. But just the way that this has gone for Washington, ever since that Atlanta game, like... I don't think Washington should have won that game last week in Green Bay, but they should have had the ball in the last possession with a chance to tie the game or, or win the game. Red zone calamity after red zone calamity. And I know Denver's defense is missing a bunch of key pieces, but this feels like a really good get right, beat a bad team in your own building at the elevation for Denver's spot. 
So I, I, I like Denver lay in the three. We put that in our contest as well. Uh, not a popular selection, which is not surprising because this is just, on paper, this is an ugly-looking game. Like Washington defensively now, 31st in yards allowed per pass attempt, 15 or more yards downfield. That matters this week because while the Broncos have been brutal in this four-game stretch, under quarterback Teddy Bridgewater, 27th in early down success, 24th in EPA per play the last four weeks, likely to get Jerry Judy back, which to me, Jeff, hasn't played the last six weeks. Not sure how many snaps we will get out of him, but that makes a big difference for a team that's just been vertically challenged, we should, we should say, for, for a Denver side uh, in this one. They're also, by the way, Denver also allowing uh, their 30th in uh, points allowed per 15, uh, or yards allowed per 15-plus yard pass attempt this season. Both quarterbacks will have opportunities to push the ball downfield. I will take my chances with Denver's secondary and Patrick Sertan, who has not allowed a single a catch on any balls over 20-plus yards downfield. Basically, if, if you're thinking about this, Sertan's got the one matchup on uh, you know going against the, the wide receiver Terry McLaurin for Washington. Outside of that, not much else scares me from Washington. This is, when we get to the end of the year, Jeff, Washington is going to be a, a bottom five team, pretty much consensus. That to, that to me is the obvious path this team is on. It's not just the on-field product and the defense being what it is from the secondary standpoint right now. It's not just the fact that Taylor Heineke was a cute story for one game in the playoffs last year and has been figured out and schemed pretty effectively by opposing defenses. It's all the off-field off issues going back to the players not really even having Coach Ron Rivera's back when he implored them to get vaccinated because he's a cancer survivor and is immunocompromised. Going back to that, Jeff, it just seems like there has been a rift all, all offseason. You throw on top the NFL investigation into this team and the front office with the distractions abounding. It, it just has the feel of a season that is going to continue going off the rails for Washington I'm with you. I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of Denver long-term, but if there's ever a spot, you, you, you get one, and you need one if, if you're Vic Fangio, who if they lose this game could easily be, could be gone by Monday, or at least in, in the firm hot water category. I think it's a spot like this. Judy is going to make a difference in this game. I'll say that. Right. Of course, first time we've seen him since week one. Uh, look, uh, in the end, Ben, uh, this, again, Denver, totally fraudulent. Washington, just a bad football team. Uh, but Denver, like we've said, beat up on the bad teams early, and this is the closest team they've had since those early season games. I think so. Another game in that late window also featuring a, a one team in the AFC, a couple teams actually. Uh, we have Jacksonville is that team who goes out west. Your NFC representative in this spot is Seattle. So Jags at Seahawks. When you do the whole gridding for Survivor, Jeff, in advance, you just assume, all right, week eight, Seattle's going to be laying 13 and a half or 14. We're penciling in Seattle. Oh, you can't really do that now. Geno Smith starts once again for the injured Russell Wilson, and this line has gone down to uh, only like three and a half. There are some fours you're seeing there. A couple of shops I'm still seeing, though, for, for the most part, Jeff, for some, some three and a halfs in the market here. Total of 44 and a half. You and I both like Seattle last week in that Monday night spot against New Orleans. Uh, the question is, are you going back to the well with a Jacksonville team coming off a bye and a team that at least looked uh, to show some signs of promise in that London win at Miami a couple weeks ago? Man, I, look, I, this is just one of those scenarios where if Russell Wilson was in here, Ben, what do you think it would be? I, I think I, I stand by what I said earlier. I think it would be double. I think we would get double, double digits. digits. Seven, I think we would get. I don't. I, I think we would get nine and a half. So here, here's the thing. Um, Geno Smith has covered both starts so far. Uh, yeah. Okay. He covered the Sunday night against Pittsburgh. Somehow it ain't covered on Monday night. Somehow. Wow. Jacksonville off the bye. I don't really, I, I, again, I don't really love betting coaching staffs. So I don't know what they're going to do off the bye, especially first go around. But I did bet Jacksonville already, and I probably took too early of a number. Probably should have waited for more fours to show up instead of taking the three and a half on Jacksonville. Only four is at DraftKings. Yeah, so there might be a four by kick, but I took three and a half with the Jags. Who Trevor Lawrence starting to starting to play well. Starting to real you're starting to realize that oh, by the way, this guy was the number one pick easily arguably the best prospect we've seen since luck, according to some, for a reason. I like I like Jacksonville and, and look, is this possible that this gets blown up? Yes. Of course it is. It's Jacksonville on the road in a place that's hard to play. Oh, and by the way, Seattle hasn't won a home game yet this year. They are 0-3. So it's just one of those where the potential for this bet going wrong is is very high. But I, I already bet Jacksonville. 
and I'm, I wouldn't be shocked if they win this game this outright. This is in the running for my game I do not want to touch this okay. week. But let, let, there are a couple of angles that I would like Jacksonville in a spot like this. And it has nothing to do with the quarterback mm-hmm. to me, Jeff. It's, it's solely on the running game. And we've seen James Robinson be discovered by his, his head coach in Urban Meyer. Amazingly, 4.1 yards per carry after contact this season for James Robinson, which is second in the NFL behind only Nick Chubb, an offensive attack that is now second in rushing DVOA as an offense. And you're facing a Seattle team that on the defensive side, you look up their numbers here. Uh, overall, they, look, they're, they're 21st in defensive DVOA. They've been better against the run, uh, but uh, look, on early downs, it's been a struggle, not only run, but against the pass and a team that just does not get much pressure in general. It's a big reason why the Seahawks actually have the worst sack differential of any team in the league at negative 11. That, that to me, Jeff, is, is the thing that will keep Jacksonville in this game. I expect them to try to run clock, run the ball. And I would think Seattle will do the same, same thing. I, I could see this being one of those uh, lower, lower scoring affairs. 44 and a half, not, not, a, not a total I really want any part of because, to your point, with Trevor Lawrence, he has shown improvements now as a quarterback. Seattle's defensive passing numbers are also pretty bad. There's a world where I, where I do think they could open it up a little bit and this game could easily go over. Uh, so this would be a, this is a firm uh, stay away for me. I'll just say, it's nice, it's nice that uh, Urban Meyer finally realized, oh, I've got this running back who was not my first-round pick, who is actually one of the top uh, backs in the league. And Robinson is, uh, he's proven that, wouldn't you say, Last, at least the start of the season? Again, I go back to what I was saying before with uh, Arthur Smith and, and the Falcons. Yeah. It, uh, amazing things happen when you give your best players the football. I mean, it's, it's no, It is a that. novel concept. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's breaking news right. across, the, across break. the screen. A hashtag break. Uh, also, what is a hashtag breaking? Uh, the Texans are a huge underdog again this week. Fit this in real quick. <laughs> Texans Rams. Well, this how how high will this line get? Sixteen. I'm seeing market wide. I think Jeff. sixteen and a half is probably your peak because yeah. there'd be buyback at seventeen. If Taylor played, I he, really would have been inclined yeah. to bet Houston. But he's out though. With Davis Mills, even though he's been better at much better at home in the one start uh, that he had against New England, I think that more had to do with the Patriots more than uh, Davis Mills being competent. So. No play at all for me uh, in this one just because I'm not interested in laying more than two touchdowns on the road. No Andrew Whitworth left tackle out. Jalen Ramsey questionable with an illness. And having said all that, I, I, I've, tried to, I've tried to get there with Houston a couple times this year. They were up 5 nothing, and Kyler Murray was banged up last week. They gave up 31 on end. I, I don't think that is going to happen. I would, I would lay probably still at this point with the Rams maybe up uh, to 17. When we return, we'll actually give out our favorite plays of the week, wrap things up on a Saturday night edition of VEASAN Bet Center. That's coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis to get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com. Subscribe. It's our final segment on VEASAN Bet Center. Time for our best bets as we wrap up our Previews for NFL Week 8 with Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson. Let's get into it, Jeff, because you have a couple doozy of, uh, of some picks on your best bets for this week in the NFL, including as it'll be a good way to transition into our preview of the Monday night game, the only game we have yet to break down. You're, you're going somewhat bold on, on this game, for sure. What, on the Giants? Yeah. On the Giants and the, uh, and the Chiefs? I know you, you. I don't think you put it in our actual plays, but are you going to end up betting the money line here in one, I, I, one way I, or another? I'm probably going to. There probably, are the Parles plays. There we go. We got we got four as of right now. Yes, we have a we have a, a, a wild amazing. prop sp- spotting more than anything. Uh, I believe this is the first prop I've given out this year on on the show. Uh, but the sides this week, uh, yeah, we're we're go, we're going with three dogs here. Jacksonville getting three and a half. I bet New Orleans plus five earlier in this week. Earlier in the week, if you get to the four and a half again, go ahead. Even four, I think it's probably all right with New Orleans. Uh, you just may be pushing instead of winning with four. And then the Giants plus ten. I know we haven't really talked about this game at all, but we have not. Ben, there's Tony. Looks like he's going to play. Same deal with Sterling Shepard, which is good news for the Giants. It is, and they are coming off a better performance than expected in their win against Carolina. But I would not be shocked if we sit here on Monday night and the New York Giants have upset the Kansas City Chiefs, and it is just complete and utter chaos around the Chief franchise for the rest of the season. Uh, and look, could the Chiefs go out there and destroy the Giants like they pummeled Philadelphia and they pummeled Washington? Of course. They're more than capable. That offense is still, when it's right, that offense is still really good, as we know, uh, arguably the best in the league. But Patrick Mahomes seems a little bit broken at the moment. And we need this is the first time in his career where he's really faced adversity. Let's see what he's made of. They finally, the league is by socking Kansas City in the mouth in this era. And it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But I, I, I'm on the Giants plus 10 right now. I probably will sprinkle a little on the money line on Monday night because I have a feeling that number is going to go up because uh, I think people are going to bet Kansas City. And then uh, Freermuth. Freermuth. There we go. Freermuth, one of those two Friar, pronunciations yeah, over, over are destined to work. Over, three, or over 33 and a half receiving yards for the Pittsburgh tight end. Uh, no Eric Ebron. Uh, shot put Ben uh, short passes uh, as Let's well. Let's go. 22 uh, personnel. Let's so there, see it. There we go. Come over on, th- Matt. Come on, Cat Manita. <laughs> over, over 33 and a half. Your favorite on, offensive. Uh, fr- on Freermuth there for uh, the Steelers. Yes, your favorite offensive coordinator uh, in the league. Let's just talk briefly before we get to my plays on this Chiefs-Giants game. There are real issues in Kansas City that will not be solved long term, at least with regards to this single season. However, in this game, Jeff, I expect the Giants to keep the game within the number. But this will be my survivor play, the Kansas City Chiefs. I I realize it is about as uncomfortable as you could ever feel backing a home team with a great home environment and a home Monday night game laying 10 points. But that is exactly how I I will feel. I will feel nervous about this spot. Let's just point out, though, to beat a team like the Chiefs, you you still have to score, taking away the three-point output we saw last week in the Chiefs' loss to the Titans. You're going to have to score touchdowns and not settle for threes if you're the New York Giants against a, a defense that is basically bottom in every defensive metric so far. The New York Giants are the only team in the NFL with more field goals than touchdowns this year. Think about that for a second, Jeff. Thank you, Jason Garrett. At the end of the day, Jason Garrett, last time I checked, as you point out, he is still the offensive coordinator for this team. 27th in offensive DVOA. They're only 28th on early downs. And defensively, while yes, the issues are real for Kansas City, Here's the reality. Three of Patrick Mahomes' nine interceptions have been on drop passes, which is the most in the league. 
the the they are still first in early down success, both passing and running. They are still fifth in offensive DVOA overall, Jeff. There are going to be spots where they get exposed for a, for a variety of reasons. This, I don't think, from a just winning the game standpoint, is going to be one of them. The, the issue, I, I think, for Kansas City has been the lack of big plays this year. For the last three years, basically since the start of the Mahomes era, it will not surprise you, Jeff, that they are second in the NFL, behind only Tampa Bay, in number of plays 20 yards or greater downfield. Uh, wh- where do you think they rank this year as far as their, uh, their plays 20-plus yards? I'm not sure. Where are they? They've had 27, which is just tied for 21st. Wow. Tied for 21st. The Chiefs' big play offense. That is a bigger issue because the, the, the turnover issues for Mahomes will regress back to the mean. When you have three, when you have a third of your interceptions are off drop passes in the long run, that's not going to keep being an issue. It's their lack of finding guys open for big plays, which is a cornerstone of this offense. They will find a way to win this game. It might look ugly. I expect New York to keep this within the single digit uh, mark. You will get there, Jeff, on your plus 10. Chiefs aren't losing this game. I'm going to say it right now. Chiefs aren't losing this game. Survivor pick for me. If I go, if I go down on Good Mahomes luck. and the Chiefs at home against Danny Dimes and the Giants, so be it. Yeah. Oh, look, Chiefs I, are winning the game. I would be using the Bengals if I was in a survivor pool. Okay. That's what I would be doing. You would go, uh, yeah. I, I would go Cincinnati. Things are starting to get real. Like, if, I, if, you, if you survive through, and I, not to make you feel bad because you're out of Survivor, Jeff. Well, I'm out of, yes, the, the lovely Visa Survivor. <laughs> thank you, Steelers. Well, thank you myself for getting You had you. two entries, the only one in our group who had two, and you had the Falcons week one and the Steelers yeah, got, week got too cute. three. Got too cute. You can't should've get just, too cute. Should have just did the Rams week one and the other uh, one. And there the, is uh, our Sega Survivor selections. The Bengals are one, the Chiefs are two. Not really surprised by the breakdown. And think about it. I have already, like, a lot of people have already used the Rams, which I have. I've already used the Bills. Those would be your other two main options this week. It was either Chiefs or, or, or Bengals for me, at least in Survivor. Things get real, though. If you get through week eight, all of a sudden, you're, you're like, all right, I can, I can start to feel it. We've got some confidence here. So the rest of my plays, we'll throw these up uh, once again. We had the, the Parles plays. We've got Benny in the bets, as uh, our producer, Wyatt Tomchek, has, uh, has so aptly named our, our pick segment mentioned all the contest plays so far. Here they are again. Niners minus four at Chicago Broncos minus three at home against Washington Colts minus two and a half at home against the Titans. We're taking the lions plus three and a half at home against Philadelphia and the saints plus five in the circa millions lines at home against Tampa Bay mentioned the Bengals and the Broncos. So I, I, I think you're, you're right on the Bengals winning the game, Jeff money line parlay. This was earlier today down to minus minus one thirteen. like the value there. Bucks Saints under 50. I mentioned all of those Saints defensive numbers earlier, Jeff. If this feels like a pseudo correlated play to me, where if you like the Saints like we do, you are of the of the mindset that the Saints will be able to slow Tom Brady and that Tampa Bay offense down. Also with the assumption too that for Sean Payton, understanding what he has in Jameis Winston, they have been very conservative with Winston at quarterback so far. This will they, I imagine they will try to make this a a ball possession game, control the tempo, slow it down. To me, I was surprised, Jeff, to see this 50. I thought we would get more like a 47, 47 and a half. I get how explosive Tampa's offense has been, but 50. It's, and it's 49 and a half in a lot of spots, but I don't know. 50 surprised me. The fact that, that this game is the third highest total on the board this week? Well, I don't know. What do you think? Tampa's offense. That, that's, all, that's the only counter. Because Tampa's Fair. offense is... Number one in offensive DVOA? I mean, they're, look, it's them and Dallas, to me, are the two best offenses in the NFL. And Brady it, Brady didn't even play well last week, and they threw, he threw four touchdowns. So. Uh, this is going to come down. Do you think this will end up coming down to the red zone possessions there, where Tampa yep. Bay has scored, uh, averaging, what, 3.1 red zone touchdowns per game yeah. this year? No, look, I, yeah, the I, Saints I, are the best red zone defense in the league. I agree with you. I think it's going to come down to whoever it does better in the red zone. And, and if New Orleans, again, let's avoid the Jameis calamity. That's what it comes down to. Come on. If Jameis is scoring points for Tampa, that's when your total gets in trouble. Oh, I've already been burned on one total when Sam Darnold single-handedly nuked it for the other team. So, look, at the end of the day, when, I, when you have a contest entry where you are relying on Jameis Winston, at quarterback, and Jared Goff, and Carson Wentz, <laughs> and Teddy Bridgewater, and Jimmy Garoppolo on the road, when you run it, like, that makes you a little concerned. It's just the other factors that, that are in play. Before we go, 
What are our updates on these college games you're sweating? Uh, uh, BYU, it's, it's been, so, it's been so, a so, madhouse so far tonight on the West Coast. Again, somehow the same sport is being played in Palo Alto and Provo <laughs> tonight. Uh, so uh, Stanford-Washington is 12-3. <laughs> oh, I think you're losing on that one. I think I'm losing that game. Washington 15. is driving right. No, no, Stanford no Stanford's got the ball back. Uh, Washington jumped offside on a fourth down to give Stanford a first down. Uh, Stanford, uh, I think I'm going to lose that 15-10. to 10. I think that's what we're going to get here. I think Stanford's going to score on this drive, and then Washington gets a field goal, and that's going to be too much. Uh, there's actually been back-to-back stops in the BYU-Virginia Say game. it ain't so. Uh, 45-42 BYU with six and a half to go in the third quarter. Those 120s that were available at halftime are looking like dead unders at the moment. One, one fifteen and a half <laughs> now. The middling opportunities, just to be able to say you, you tried it, like with 111, 120. By the way, before we go, Fresno State, Really pounding San Diego State on the road, twenty to seven, early third quarter right now. Yeah, and uh, and Fresno just turned it over going in too, so that could be much worse yeah. than it is right now. Also, the without Dorian Thompson Robinson, a quarterback, struggle for a few seconds. Yeah, thirty-five seventeen in the fourth quarter. There. I uh, thanks by the way, Stormy Bond and Tony taking some time out of her prep, doing the sideline reporting for that game tonight to join us earlier. And thanks to our whole crew behind the glass helping us out. Four hours of uh, of this show, Vison Bet Center for Wyatt Tomchik, our producer, and Jeff Farles. I'm Ben Wilson saying so long. Up next, the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.